It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome to the Tell Janice Radio Show, where you will hear inspiring stories about life, love, and labor from amazing women to help lift you up. Now, here's your host, Janice. Thanks very much, and welcome to the show. I'm so happy that you're listening, and I'm sure you're going to learn a lot from our guest today. But before we get started, I wanted to remind you that if you know of a fabulous female that you would like me to give a shout-out to with a few words of encouragement, acknowledgement, or congratulations, please let me know their names by clicking on the link at telljanice.com. My guest today is Joanne Duggan of Plan C Strategies. She's an emotional intelligence expert out of Lexington, Massachusetts, and Joanne is in the business of helping helping people help themselves to achieve authentic success and outrageous happiness. Her topic today is going to be emotional intelligence for success. I'm so excited to have you on the show, Joanne. Welcome. Thank you. It's so nice to be here. Well, we'd like to get started with our guests telling a little bit about themselves, how they got started and how you got from A to Z. Can you start with that? Uh, I'm not sure I'm at Z yet, okay? So I can tell you how I got from A. <laughs> To, I don't know, I'd say I may be around LMN. That's where I'm going to stick with. Um, <laughs> uh, I was born to do what I do. I really feel like that. It was, this was not, it, 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 was, uh, it was a bit of a circuitous path getting here, but I always knew that, um, you know, doing what I do is, uh, is what I was going to do. So um, in that regard, uh, I've always known the circuitous path was, um, being afraid and being young and having to go through life and its various permutations and having the experience that everything that uh, most people did in a more timely fashion, I was on a much more stretched out plan. And so I've had lots of jobs in my 20s that, again, have informed my work, but one wouldn't have said that they were directly applicable um, and I've been doing what I've been doing now for 30 years. So um, so it's, uh, it's what I was meant to do. Well, I like to hear that. And you were born to do this. And I had read a little bit about you. And someone had called you the goddess of life issues. I that know. was terrific. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. He's a very kind person that I that is in my network, Fred Gilfeather. Yes, he's a wonderful musician. So, uh, yeah, I appreciated that comment. <laughs> Well, what a, what a wonderful comment. Um, and you're going to talk about emotional intelligence. I'm really interested. I know our guests will be too. But from your perspective, what is emotional intelligence? Let's start with that. Well, emotional intelligence is having the answers to what to do in terms of handling your life and handling yourself specifically. So one of the things that I tell people is that a story that I share with people is um, from the time I can remember, my father, who was uh, a rageaholic, and uh, you can find out information about my background because, again, I know that I was meant to do this, <laughs> given the 
parents that I was given. But um, my father, who was a rageaholic, one of the things that he said to me, and again, I don't ever remember him not saying this to me, um, was uh, very angrily, you think you have an answer for everything. And I remember thinking, (laughs) yes, I do. But he did it to beat me down. And now that I'm middle-aged, it's like I can stand up and say, I am. I am the middle-aged answer woman. And emotional intelligence, again, is really about learning why we react and what to do about it. Um, I teach people about the amygdala and how the limbic system and the brain are primed and are reacting and pulling in information way before any of us are consciously aware of it. And that part of our brain was meant to keep us alive, but we're not living in survival mode, most of us. We're not living in the woods, you know, trying to keep lions and tigers and bears away from us, yet we react like that within the context of a civilized society. And I think a lot of people's pain and confusion and stress and sense of frustration and feeling overwhelmed really stems from that dynamic. And what I do is I tell, I teach people from that place of understanding, what do you do? And I work with what I believe is the best in all of us, and that is our values. And I believe strongly that we all, when sat down and, and, and offered a conversation, a simple conversation, what are your values? People initially might say, what do you mean? But, you know, I mean, again, tell me, what, are, what, what do you consider to be? What's a value of yours? What's something that you hold near and dear to you? And in being brought up with a father, a rageaholic, as you called him that, do you think it, it made you stronger and just more like defiant? Like, yes, I do have the answers to everything. Uh, kind first of, of all, kind of helped you, it sounds like. It, it might have been defiance when I was young. It is not defiance. Um, uh, di- uh, no, my parents were really successful at trying to, you know, mm-hmm. uh, break uh, m- myself and my and my sibling down. I mean, you know, uh, no, I, you know, it's, uh, um no, I'm coming from a place of this is what I've learned. This is, it's much more of a place mm-hmm. of wisdom and groundedness, right. sense of acceptance that I'm not angry anymore. Uh, it is what it is. I'm glad it's behind me. I'm really glad it's behind me. So, you know, that is very, very helpful because uh, both of my parents have passed away. Um, so, again, the mm-hmm. story is all um, having said that, though, um, it was, you know, in the process of that family experience, and it went on, I, you know, in many ways it's still going on, even though my parents have passed on. Um, but, you know, family is, again, the, the, the place that informs all of us. Um, no matter how we're connected, um, you know, to, mm-hmm. to the people be considered to be family, um, and uh, and there's the myth, the cultural myth of what family is, and there is the place of how we feel like we don't measure up. I mean, a very interesting part of my business and my work has, and a change in my work, I guess is the best way to phrase it, has been the growth of social media and how people look at 
all of these thousands and thousands of images of alleged perfection every day. I mean, there are horrible mm-hmm. pictures out there also, you know, but having said that, you know, it's all about, um, you know, I always felt that Facebook was such a perfectly named uh, operation because it is so superficial and so, you know, it's, I mean, anyone could throw up a face, you know. I mean, it doesn't right. mean anything. And we're measuring ourselves against those pictures. And, of, and, and, and part of the human experience, I believe, is an inbred, uh, you know, a feeling of not being good enough. And that, you know, again, that's what hopefully one heals as one gets older. What, you know, what I hope is to not only help adults understand that, you know, none of us are good enough. You know, we're all just the way we are. Mm-hmm. We're fumbling along and no one's better or worse. And it's a matter of how you feel about yourself and your life again. And if you take a values approach, as I was saying before, and you look at your values and then you base all of your actions on your values, as a meeting that I had with one of my clients just a couple of hours ago, she was describing to me a wonderful situation, an example of what I'm talking about. And that is, she is the mother of two children, two girls. Uh, they're in elementary school, and she and her husband of 15 years have just separated. And uh, mm. she wants to have a positive separation, which most people would say, oh, it's not possible. And she and I have been working together. And one of the things that she shared with me today is that she had two of the biggest stressors happen in her life, which is the girls just came back from a weekend with their dad. And anybody that's out there that's been through this, they know what that's like, okay? It's intense. Right. And they overslept, and they were late for school, and they missed the bus. And one of her daughters, who (sighs) really wants a cell phone and doesn't have a cell phone, asked to use the cell phone, and all of this normally, until she started working with me, has been just fighting and stress and horror. And she understands that for her to remain calm and to handle her life the way she wants to, she has to get up earlier and take care of herself, which is what she did this morning. And so when the girl started being late on the phone, she was able to be calm and work from her value of loving her children. Right and teaching them so she was able to just stay calm herself and be able to speak to her daughter and say to her, you can't use my phone now when she wanted to use it, but you can use it in the car on the way to school instead of just screaming at her and going, I can't believe you're asking me about the phone again. <laughs> right. right. Right? Which is, and, which know, is what, how we... Yeah, we we handle those kind of situations too often like that. So you're teaching people otherwise and to take a deep breath and, you know, and uh, breathe in and breathe out. I was reading your Plan C strategies. Um, That's a great story, by the way, because we've all been through it, especially with children. Yeah, well, again, it's universal. And it doesn't matter. It happens, you know, when you're driving on the, the highway. You know, I mean, it's everywhere. It is rampant in our lives, this 24-7 expectation. Women are supposed to have it all. read a wonderful interview yesterday, um, and, yes, I'd love to share with you about Plan C strategies, but leading up to that, I read a wonderful interview yesterday with David Bowie's widow, Imam, who lost her mother like a couple of weeks after her husband died, which I just think has got to be 
such an intense experience. Again, you don't, no one gets away. No one. It's not happy right. for her. Okay? She has the same heart that everybody does. But in any case, in this interview, um, one of the things that she said, she was, she was talking about, the question was, how did she and Bowie have a 24-year relationship given their lives? Okay? Because people don't make it like that. And she said that when mm-hmm. they met, it was the right time. And then she said that they fully committed to each other. And she said that she had realized that if you want a career, don't get married and have children because you can't do everything. Now, one may disagree or agree with that, but I certainly, you know, in terms of what she says do or do not do, having said that, Mm -hmm. the expectation to have it all is such a huge pressure. And yet we're doing it. So what I work with people on is how do you handle your reality? Again, I call it the human experience. We're all having it. And Plan C strategies is really the simplification of what I did to be able to explain to people how I have all of the answers so that you too can have all of the answers. Um, And the strategies are number one, breathe in and breathe out. Okay, Mm -hmm. everybody's told all the time. It's another thing that we know we're supposed to do that we don't do, so we get to feel badly about ourselves again, and another way that we don't feel good enough. So I say to people, you're breathing all the time, every minute of it, otherwise you'd be dead. So breathe in and breathe out, and learn how to breathe. It's amazing, but there's, people can read about this. Most people don't breathe correctly, which means that they uh, constrict their abdomen when they inhale, and then they and so what happens is they're only doing an upper chest breath. Well, mm-hmm. um, that does that's not breathing. That's not a full breath. It's like going to the bathroom and stopping halfway and getting up and going, okay, that's good. Well, you wouldn't do that. You got to <laughs> do the whole thing. <laughs> And then you right. feel good. <laughs> okay? It's really no right. it's an autonomic response that our bodies just do. We have to do them. It's a beautiful thing. So in any case, so breathe in and out, okay? Then what I learned, mm-hmm. and um, uh, this was another story, and that is the second, plan C strategy is number one, breathe in and breathe out. Number two is small smile. The reason for that is I was going through a very, very hard time a number of years ago. My husband and my child were both just suffering, um, you know, in their own respective lives, and there I was, and, you know, I had to hold them both up, and it was, it was I, I, mm-hmm. I learned a lot. Having said that, it was very difficult, to, and one day I went into the bathroom, and I looked at myself in the mirror, and I just looked horrible. I was so sad, and my face was so just, it was just so negative, and so I looked at myself, and I smiled, and it was like I looked 10 years younger. So I decided that even though I was still so miserable, I was going to walk around and smile because at least I didn't look so just horrible and sad. Right. In any case, so I be- and what I found was if I was breathing in and out, which I was already doing then, and I smiled, I already, already felt a million percent better. So I offer to you and anyone who's listening to this, breathe in and breathe out now. Pop your tummy out when you breathe in. Even if you don't breathe into your belly, just get that feeling. And then push your tummy in and breathe out and smile and just keep breathing in and breathing out and smiling. You'll just feel better. Number three is it's not what's happening, but how I handle it. That comes, somebody taught me many, many decades ago. 
and I didn't really understand what it meant. Um, I have a better understanding, and while I won't go into that uh, so much, um, the reason that that's Plan C Strategies number three is that it really is all up to us as individuals to figure out what we're going to do in terms of whatever impact we're going to have on our lives, on the people around us, on ourselves, and on the world. And that it is imperative that one take that personal responsibility. It is up to me to be the best person that I can be in order to be the change that I want to see. Right. So it's not what happens. It's how you handle it. And I know that's true because think of all of the people we just I live in outside of Boston and we just had the Boston Marathon. And you see these people who were, you know, you know, who had their bodies destroyed in the bomb and by the bombs and they ran. They ran. If they can run, it's not what happens. It's how you handle it. You know, how, you know, again, I couldn't run. Well, yeah, I could. <laughs> I just don't think I can. <laughs> That's a perfect example of the Boston Marathon. No. Absolutely. Perfect. But it's true, you know. Again, I'm in the most horrific stuff, and you know, and and again, you know, um, you know, there's so so again, all kinds of people have this have similar situations, and yet end up in completely different places, um, and it's a matter of being able to figure out how to do the best you can. And it's not a matter of not having incredibly huge challenges in life and having horrible interactions and being angry and frustrated. It's about being able to move through it and beyond it and getting to a better place. And from that, it happens less and less. So plan C strategies, one, two, and three. One is breathe in, breathe out. Two is small smile. Three is it's not what's happening, it's how I handle it. Well, four and five are the answer to how do you handle it. Because that, I believe, is what most people are up against. What do I do? I don't know how to handle that. Mm -hmm. Okay, right? So you can fill in the blank after that. I don't know what to do. Okay, then people do a to-do list, which is call three people. Okay, Well, what I want to offer is, what do you do is you look at your values. Let's take love, okay? That's what my client Mm -hmm. chose today as her value, okay? So what are you doing when you are acting on your value of love? And for her today, it was about... Resting, because she uh, wasn't feeling particularly well. Uh, She has a case of bronchitis. Resting, showing up at her kids' um, sports event this afternoon. And because she has bronchitis, what she realized was she wanted them to know that she was really behind them and she can't scream. She's going to clap like crazy. So four and five, plan C strategies, four is identify and define your values. So, again, love. Well, that's an easy one. We don't have to get right. beyond. We don't, we don't even have to define it. You say the word, everybody knows what it feels like for them. Love. Breathe in, breathe out. Small, small. It's not what's happening. It's how I handle it. I choose to handle it with my value of love. Number five is all of my actions are based on my values. So for her, again, she's going to rest today. 
she's going to meet with her clients with a loving, open heart. She had a couple of calls she had to make. All she knew she was going to do was go in and listen. Mm-hmm. That was her action. She doesn't have to know what's going to happen. She doesn't have to figure out what she's going to say. And if she's coming from that place, and anyone that does this, I hear them, you know, tell me this. I mean, it's really, you know, this is not difficult. It's a different way of looking at life, looking at problems, looking at solutions. But it's a way of really achieving answers that work. And then ultimately, as you just, you know, gave the description of what my mission is, is so that people achieve authentic happiness and or authentic success. I think you said an outrageous happiness. I flipped them around because, you know, whatever. I'm middle-aged. I get to do that. <laughs> um, but, um, <laughs> and you know what difference does it make? Outrageous, authentic success, authentic, outrageous happiness. You know, it's all good. And, it, and it's, again, it's all it's good. not everything. Happy. I have a kid who's a freshman in college, and she's she's been away this year, and she's away away, and uh, you know, there ha- you know it's it's a transition for a family, and I will tell Absolutely. you, there have been times where I've thought, oh my, and so it's not the absence of for me worry, okay. I just go into that, mm-hmm. you know, oh, my God, okay. I'm sure I'm the only mother on the planet that does that. So, you know, in any case, no one else can relate. No, I'm sure everyone can relate, right? Isn't that what we do? Absolutely. But what I've learned is worry, worry solves nothing. It just makes you, me, feel awful. I feel awful when I'm worrying. My stomach is twisted. I can't eat. I can't sleep. I can't focus. All I can do is obsess about what I'm worrying about. So that still happens. What I've learned is you breathe in and breathe. You notice it and you stop. You go, okay, you're being so hard on yourself. Relax. Is my, do I value worrying? No. No, I don't. Well, what do I value? I oftentimes go to love because it's so easy. What I do is I love myself and I say, you know what? It's okay that you're worried. You're a mother. Of course you're worried. And that's where and that's where it begins. And I breathe. And when you breathe, you calm down your limbic system, which stops that reaction, that fear of survival. I'm not going to make it. My kid's not going to make it. It's all going to explode, and I don't know what to do. Breathe in, breathe out. Well, that that's not the health, healthy reaction. And you wrote um, Plan C Strategies gives you something to do so that you don't get angry or anxious or frustrated. And, and I added worry to that, too, um, which is what we all need to, to recognize instead of going to those places of anxiousness or frustration or worry. I well, like again, that. you're going to go there. You're going to go there. You're going to go mm-hmm. there. It's not letting it then take control. It's about rec- knowing enough about it, understanding that you don't have to go, you know, Again, back to, you're go- you know, I, I work with couples, okay, and one, because this is such a great process for couples because it gets them on the same page. They share their values, and then they communicate mm-hmm. about what they're doing when they're acting on those values because that's where so many problems happen for couples is that 
she says, I love you, which means, you know, you're the only one for me, and I expect you to take care of me and the kids and earn money and da-da-da-da, okay, whatever, okay, I'm being very cynical here, okay, and then he says, I love you, and he means, uh, you know, don't change, and uh, be the woman that I, you know, that I first met, and, uh, you know, and be there when I need you, okay, and again, I'm being, mm-hmm. making gross realizations here. What I say is, okay, let's talk about what you really mean when you say that you that you're that you are feeling love for your partner. And people can get when they're encouraged to talk about how they love each other in a pause and what they're doing, it rekindles the embers that are there mm-hmm. rather than bringing out all the negativity. Because what people, you know, do is they play the same thing over and over again because they start reacting, and then once that's gone, you know, once the the light gets lit, the whole thing goes off. So I'm not, you know, those lights are going to get lit no matter what that was. That is the human experience. What do you do, though? What I offer to people is the ability to say it happens and it's okay. And then understanding it's your brain reacting, it's fear, it's fight or flight. That's it. Mm -hmm. I offer to everybody that's listening and to you as well, think about it. When was the last time that you got upset? Well, what did you want to do? Did you want the other person to change what they were doing immediately? Or did you want to get out of there as fast as you could? Because I would guarantee you, brother... That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, so you're it's you're teaching people we, to replace their reactive behaviors, right? Under not re, well to understand that they happen, to see mm-hmm. them more quickly and to be able to do actions that are beneficial so that there are positive outcomes. Rather than doing the same thing over and over again, expecting something to change, and then being shocked when it's not, and being upset and frustrated, and then you're back in the cycle again. Right. I, so I how, to, how to break that cycle? Well, breaking the cycle, it's not how to, it's just doing it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, again, um, this is, uh, you know, it's on my website. This is really, you know, it's again, it's understanding. It's deciding that, you know, I want the answers. And like I started with, my father told me, you know, and tried to make me feel really badly about it, that I had the answers for everything. And he was right, I did. I have incredible clarity when I listen to people. It's something that I hear from my clients all the time. I, and I reframe for people what I'm hearing them say, and I keep it really, really simple. And what I say to them is, this is what I hear you saying. Is this right? Do I have it or not? And so what they will have spent five minutes telling me, I'll break it down into about ten words. And they have great clarity about what's going on. And from that what I do is I then strategize back into the whole concept of plan C strategies. Okay, let's breathe in, breathe out. What's your value around this? Let's look at this. I'm able to share with people because I am a, you know, I have a master's degree in counseling psychology and I've been practicing again for it's so funny to use the word practicing. I'm, I'm beyond practicing. I'm, 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 I, I, <laughs> I professionally um, 
Um, but I've I've been doing this as long as I have, and I have skills where I also am able to ask very pointed questions, and not in terms of harsh pointed, but in terms of really getting to the point of where people want to go. It's why, you know, when sometimes I introduce myself as being a recovering therapist, um, you know, because that was what I trained to do, what I believed in, um, and I did for many years. Um, I don't do therapy anymore because what I found was I wanted to say to these people, you know, to my clients, come on, I wanted to be more involved, you know, and the methodology and the way that I was trained and the ethics and everything else are that I was to remain fairly passive. And I am not a passive person. Um, I didn't realize that that was a way that I was not particularly well-suited to the profession. But having said that, it has been a profession that I've been able to uh, move and 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 uh, and and change as I ha- as my life has changed and um, uh, and and again the place that my work has been for the past number of years this place of being middle aged um, and uh, and having gone through what I've gone through in life and looking forward to you know the next however many years I have I hope you know a very long life in my family so I hope I you know I can do this for another thirty or forty years. Um, uh, I look forward to seeing how it changes from there. But right now, it's really an effective way of getting out of the shoulds, the needs, the must, and then the slap on the head of I should have, I sh-, you know, I, next time, you know, all you know, all that regret, all that shame that people carry around. I, I, my feeling is that. It, it, it's a choice to live like that for most of us, and we really don't have to. And this is a shift, a radical shift in perspective of looking, you know, again, instead of pointing the finger out, you point it in. And you do. You have to take responsibility. Having said that, it's the responsibility to decide to achieve to be the best person that you can be. And all you have to do is look at your values and live your values, you're going to be the best person that you can be because your values are the best of you. And again, and do we make mistakes? Of course we do. It's not perfection. But it's Absolutely. handling. And it's with yourself. You can't love other people well, if you don't really love yourself. Well, this this is true, and I like that um, you put a shift in perspective and um, I wanted to ask you something before we rewrap things up. Um, you mentioned having a daughter. I don't know if you have other children. But if I were to ask you what one thing you would, with your children, that you've instilled in them, what value comes to mind or virtue? Um, okay, I'm going to take my CNN moment here, if that's okay, and I'm going to answer the question. <laughs> of course. What I have done is... She has seen me learn how to be the embodiment of everything that I have just shared with you. And therefore, she, too, is learned and is learning everything that I've shared with you. So what I feel is uh, this, this has allowed me and then the, my clients as well. It's not just me. This is, you know, my client today, she said to me, this is voodoo. So, um, what, so what, <laughs> a daughter, 
what my daughter is able to have is a mother who is showing her how to handle herself because our children are watching. It's not the one thing that we share with them, you know. It's not, you know, be nice to, you you know, old people and kind to animals, okay. It's about who you are as a human being. And so if anything, she has seen me at my absolute worst, and she has seen me be able to get to a place now where my absolute worst hasn't shown up in years. And this is through adolescence, might I add. And as Mm -hmm. those of you, and I only have one child, so I only got to do it once. Um, You know, so, uh, you know, um, uh, um, uh, (laughs) I don't know what it would have been like, but I have a very independent uh, girl. And so, um, you know, I, uh, I, again, I feel as if uh, what I have instilled in her is uh, what she tells me now at almost 19 and her birthday is in just a few weeks, um, that... Uh, of how to handle herself. And I see her out in the mm-hmm. world handling herself beautifully. And um, so I, I feel as if it was really taking on these changes myself and and really, really focusing on them, not trying but and not choosing, but deciding to focus. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, and I walk what I talk, and that's the greatest thing that I feel that I have shared with my child. Well, that's a wonderful story, and it sounds like you've done a a wonderful job with her, and they are watching us. Our children are watching. I have three, and I know they're watching. So, um, you know, that's, and I like that you said um, with incredible clarity. I think that's really key, Um, and being true and authentic. Everything you've said here is, is, I can tell you're so passionate about what you do. So that can't help but rub off on your daughter. So good job oh, on yeah. that. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, again, <laughs> not without its difficulties. And, you know, good for you for three. Um, you know, uh, because it's three completely different people. And it's not, you know, you're t- you know anyone that says, you know, that, uh, that we're all the same, it, you know, all you have to do is look at your children. You know, we are all individuals. And... Um, to do at times three is uh, is really quite um, a remarkable feat. Having said that, what I find is that with families with multiple children, my methodology works because it's a unification of the val- of, of of constantly communicating what the family values are. Mm-hmm. And that really is what makes you know because then you can talk to anybody. And you know, if you again you know come from a place where you talk about stuff, you can then talk. <laughs> so Well, ab- um, absolutely. I, I, I can see why your friend called you uh, or calls you the goddess of life issues. This has been very <laughs> inspiring, Joanne, very inspiring. Um, do you have any special um, books or special offerings for our listeners today? Um, if people contact me um, and say that they've listened to the show, um, I am happy to give them a uh, 50% discount on what I call the Middle-Aged Answer Woman Assessment, which is a one-hour conversation with a questionnaire and uh, a follow-up. 
Um, so I'd be happy to give them a 50% uh, coupon for that. So that would bring it down to $100. Um, so that would be wonderful. Um, I do speak to people on the phone. If you call or text me and want to talk about a problem, I'm happy to talk about a problem with you and share with you what I've shared on this phone in terms of, again, the shift in perspective. Um, my number is, may I give my number? Absolutely. How, how do our listeners get in touch with you, Joanne? Okay. So uh, my phone number where you can call or text is 617 617- Five eight four seven zero zero one six one seven five eight four seven zero zero one. You can also find me on the web. Uh, it's joanneduggan.com. So J O A N N E D O U G A N dot com. And um, that's the best way to get me. You can get me through email on my website. You can see some of the stories that I've shared with you, a couple of other ones. I have one on, uh, on, on about love where I talk about a time that I got a huge lesson in couples counseling with my husband about gifts and deals, which I think anyone that's ever been in relationships can appreciate. So that's on there, um, as well as a description of the work that I do. Well, that's that's wonderful, Joanne. Thank you so much for being on the show. Um, I know I've been uplifted, as our listeners have been, too. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for this opportunity to speak with you and share with you what I feel is a really radical and revolutionary approach to achieving what we all desire for ourselves and our children, which is truly to be authentically happy and outrageously successful. So thank you for this opportunity. Absolutely, Joanne. Take care. Thank you. Ladies, I am so happy that you tuned in today and learned from our amazing, fantastic female guests, and I hope you recognize this as an opportunity to pass their knowledge on to your daughters and friends and share the wisdom of the ages. I'll talk to you again soon, and in the meantime, let's lift each other up, spread the love, and share an attitude of gratitude. You've been listening to the Tell Janice Radio Show. If you'd like to be a guest or suggest a guest for the show, Or if you would like to nominate a fabulous female for a shout-out by Janice on the live show, please visit www.telljanice.com. Please share this episode with your social network and help us lift women up. Join us next week for another episode of Tell Janice. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.